0: Welcome, Bills Mafia, to Bills or Bust, the podcast dedicated to all things Buffalo Bills. I'm Tom Murphy. Join in as we talk about the Buffalo Bills, of course, and also the other 31 teams in the league that will watch us win the Super Bowl or bust. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome, Bills Mafia, to another episode of Bills or Bust. I'm Tom Murphy, and back by popular demand, overwhelming demand, is my good buddy, the star of Nawbone Creek, Matthew Flynn. Oh, back again, man. I, you can't get rid of me. I'm going to stick I around. Know. Exactly. We're hoping to have you, uh, you know, as long as your schedule will allow us to have you on very often here coming up in the summer and beyond. Let's you know, talk, man. Make me make a Bills fan out of me. Come on. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, that's that's the whole point of this podcast. You know, it's not to reach out to Bills fan. It's to turn you into one. Conversion. It's
1: a conversion pod. Just dunk I, me in the pool, hold my nose and tilt me back. Get me in the water.
0: Oh, absolutely, man. And I do have to mention, you just came back from Las Vegas. And, oh, you do have to mention that for many reasons. Oh, absolutely. I know uh, you were a little late in putting your bet on Arkansas to win it all. Oh yeah, it's a good good thing you were just a little late on that.
1: I like the value of it. Okay, at the time, Elite (laughs) Eight, they come off a big win. It was like plus three thousand, and I'm like, hey, that's a good that's a good value.
0: But I'm glad that UConn waxed that ass. Oh yeah, and they're gonna. I think they're gonna wax some more ass tonight.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it. So we know when we're recording now, it's the the championship finals
0: are tonight absolutely yeah and uh me saying that because i'm like oh like there's no way uconn can lose this they've just kicked the piss out of every team they've played and i'm a, i did not have one correct team in my elite eight so i am probably dead wrong about this
1: Not so, uconn really oh not yeah UConn. i, I would have taken arkansas for the elite eight just because the expectations were so high going into the year and i'm like why not let's see what they can do oh yeah
0: Well, no. Well, actually, I didn't have UConn. I had uh, Kansas going to the Elite Eight who lost to uh, Arkansas. Yeah, but that's like
1: that's a not that's fair. That's a fair pick. But it's also a fucking homer
0: pick for you for people who don't know you. (laughs) You're a diehard Jayhawks fan. Why would you? Oh, I definitely am. I never I never except for last year because I had a feeling about them. I usually don't pick them to win at all because I kind of like once my team is out, it's like, oh, I still have the Jayhawks at least. And I can be a purist, but uh no, along from uh, you know, your safe bets that you did, you saw Foreigner live. Oh my god,
1: did I ever? And apparently it was part of their farewell tour, which was unannounced at the time. And I'd seen them once before, but when I saw them before, it was in one of those waterfront amphitheater monsters, and they were it was just like it might as well have been a stadium. They were just jamming so much energy, so much fun. And this oh, yeah. was a different beast. It was intimate, it was in the Venetian
0: theater. very small it seemed like a small venue from what i saw on your ig gorgeous
1: yeah gorgeous small venue it was one of those things too where we were in the second tier it wasn't quite the balcony it was kind of the mez a little bit but it was really Mm -hmm. low to the ground close to the orchestra and i mean i think the mean age was probably like 64 right i was a puppy in that crowd Oh, and I'm a giant. Cool. I'm a fucking giraffe, I'm six foot four, <laughs> and I'm just sitting in these chairs, going, "I really hope we're going to stand during this because I don't want to sit <laughs> yes. down and watch foreigner." Sadly, most people in my section did, but the moment feels like the first time came on. Woo! Oh yeah, the giraffe was out of the zoo, baby. I mean, I was oh, up, I was gro, I was grooving and teary-eyed as all hell. And jukebox hero, but especially I want to know what love is, crushes my soul.
0: Oh, absolutely. No, Amazing. I mean, I mean, and it's funny, I'm a, I'm a fan of Foreigner myself. Uh, you didn't mention, I'm hoping they played one of my favorites, uh, Blue Morning, Blue Day. No, they didn't. Oh, they didn't. No, it's right there. I mean, it's, it's a hit for them, but it's definitely not what people think of when they think Foreigner. And I think it's after obviously I'm a hopeless romantic, just like you. So I want to know what love is, is definitely one of those that, uh, you know, I listen to In the Quiet, In the Dark. But no, Blue Morning, Blue Day, that's, that's what I listen to when I want to rock out. Hell yeah. Yeah, it feels like the first time reminds me of, uh, you know, I grew up a Yankee fan. And uh, I remember in my lifetime, the Yankees' first ever uh, playoff appearance, they were up 2 nothing to Seattle in the Best of Five series. And Seattle came back and won it 3 2 in like the bottom of the 10th, back when like Yankees were starting Randy Johnson in the bottom of the, not Randy Johnson, Jack McDowell. I'm way ahead of myself there. Jack McDowell and the Mariners brought in Randy Johnson as like relief just to like, you know, both these teams wanted it. And when Seattle won it, uh, the entire crowd was up on its feet singing. Feels like the first time. So that's all I think about when I hear that song. That's like, it great. is a great
1: Probably the first time I really grew to love the Seattle Mariners. I remember that well.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes. We have have different memories of that time. I remember I was a Yankee fan in the mid-90s, living in Milton, Massachusetts. Yeah, by choice. Just an antagonist at birth, baby. Oh, yes. My my mom definitely wanted me to know uh, pain and torture. So she's like, you want to know something? You like the Yankees? We're moving you to suburban Boston. There we go. (laughs) Game on. So Foreigner, I,
1: before, prior to it, I had gone with a buddy. He took me for a birthday trip, which was really, really cool. And we had a great time. But prior, he'd gotten the slot bug. And I don't love slot machines, but I'll throw a 100 in. And if it goes up 50, I'm out, right? Mm-hmm. So I threw 100 in. It did not go up 50. But he's got the bug. And all of a sudden, he's up 700. I'm like, ah, oh, maybe another hundred in, and all of a sudden I'm chasing him, and he's—I'm telling him to pull out, and his seven's gone. Now he's down three. Now I'm down, my, and it's like, it just got crazy. So I'm like, what am I doing? I belong at the sports book. I don't belong here. These are not my people. So <laughs> yeah. Afterwards, after the show, we go to the sports book and we start making bets for the next day. And I'm a parlay man. I last thought, only other time I've been to Vegas, I hit a 10-teamer out of like four. No, I'd probably like seven bets I made. I hit a 10-team parlay and just cashed in. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm doing parlays. I get a player prop parlay at the kiosk, which they don't often allow you to do, but somehow I made it happen. And I'm like, oh my God, it's like Aaron D. Smith for four rebounds. um I forget who else I had. I had uh, Quickly for the Knicks. 13 points and i had franz wagner for 17 or more and then i had pj washington for 20 it's a layup lamella balls out no big deal I was like, this is my cash everything's going smoothly everything hits 11 minutes into the hornets game pj washington goes down already had eight points rolled his ankle doesn't return squashes my parlay i'm fucking pissed gosh i had i had this this one was ready made a couple of the others don't hit i'm pissed i'm leaving vegas a loser all of a sudden, I go home. I hit that comedy show I went to with Jay Moore. And I'm like, Jay hey, Moore. I had one more. I had up my hockey bets tonight. And you know damn well, both on the other side of the screen and listening and at home or in your car, I had the Buffalo Sabres to kick the hell out of Philly. And, oh, boy, yes. and boy, did they. And part of my 14 parlay won me almost 600 bucks. And I was like, I'm back on top, baby. Left yes. Vegas
0: is a winner oh man oh that's so awesome i'm just so i'm so glad that the sabers had some part in that they uh yeah usually yeah they usually don't uh provide much joy to people you know the past decade or so so i'm glad uh i forget who
1: know. else it was in i knew the bruins the sabers i don't remember the third team and then i had the sharks plus one and a half and i looked down and i'm like ooh. ooh oh it was the kings bruins sabers Kings, oh, yeah. sharks plus one and a half and i was like this is gonna hit yeah
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. No. Oh, yeah. Anytime well, hit it you, did. Hit it did, my friend. I know. Yeah. It's almost like it's like a free trip when you come out like anything positive, you know. It's cool, too, because
1: I got the ticket and I went to the Mirage because their kiosks, the MGM sports kiosks, I think, are the best. And I'm staying at the Mirage when I go back in May. So I'm just going to walk in whistling,
0: cash that ticket. Away we go. Nice. Man. Well, congratulations. And Ooh. uh i'm glad uh, it made a sabers fan out of you i'll uh you know i'll make sure to send you some gear here pretty soon let's go (laughs) absolutely and uh back to the uh process of turning you into a big bills fan uh let's get on little it's been a little bit of news in the past week but uh we have to go back to the trivia from last episode and if you can just get me one part of this uh you will get extra credit i don't know what that extra credit is but uh the trivia for the past week was: What was the first touchdown in Bill's playoff history in their franchise? Okay, um, man,
1: Thurman Thomas.
0: Thurman Thomas. Whoa, you're uh, you're only like about like twenty five years off. But oh. uh, I'll give you uh, I'll give you the first. It'll be very hard. It was a ninety three yard pass. Touchdown pass from Daryl Lamonica, who made his bones mainly as a Raider in later years, to the wonderfully named Albert Dubenian. Damn. So you guys and, had some early success, earlier than I thought. Uh yeah, pre pre-Super Bowl era, like in those six years before the Super Bowl. And it was in the divisional, it was in our first playoff game, which was a divisional play-in game at the time, to what team? What team would that have? Was it the Patriots? Yes. Not the New England Patriots. The Boston Boston Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. You'll be happy to know it was a 26-8 to loss. That was our only touchdown of the game. Uh, Yeah, the Boston Patriots steamrolled over us. Was it the game game played at Fenway Park? Oh, man. Now you're making me look bad. Uh, I imagine it
1: probably was. If it was home for Boston, that's where it would have been, man. They played back then. (laughs) In and yeah, way, nobody knows what I understand.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I imagine they became New England when they like moved to Foxborough, whenever that was. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm a
1: bad Patriots supporter. Oh, yeah. As <laughs> <'Cause> I've <laughs> stayed, stated on previous pods, I'm like, ah, it's where I'm from. It's cool. I root for them. I like the Brady thing, but like, I don't know yeah, how to die hard.
0: I mean, I, but the thing is, I've seen you root for the Patriots, though, and you, uh, you go all out for it.
1: Oh yeah, but I was rooting for history. Brady, once he started doing it, I'm like, let's go. Let's get as many as we
0: can. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And that was in the that was in the nineteen sixty-three season of the AFL playoffs. The Bills would go on to win the AFL championship the next two years, or right before it actually counted when uh, you know, they if they had won the AFL championship the next year, they would have played in Super Bowl one. And yeah, that's kind of the beginning of the bill's curse the, the bill's curse you
1: mean to tell me you got your first playoff touchdown the year of my mother's birth nineteen sixty three yes
0: nineteen sixty three It's a very special year on many fronts. There are no coincidences absolutely, and uh a pretty silent week for the bills uh free agency wise much like a lot of the season but we did sign a very make a very interesting signing uh, safety from the Los Angeles Rams Taylor Rapp who I actually had on my list of players safeties I would like to sign when I thought we were not going to re-sign Jordan Poyer so I was figuring this guy could even just come in step like step into the starting role if we lost Poyer now he's a you know very uh, low cost uh, backup for us uh, second round draft pick out of University of Washington by the Rams in 2019. Uh, you know I follow the draft very well. I felt like this guy was drafted two years ago. That's just how quickly time is just flying by. Time is just like a vacuum right now. And I do have to say, uh, nine career interceptions, which is commendable in a four-year career. But one interesting thing, you may appreciate this as, you know, you are uh quite the outdoorsman yourself for fun, not anything official. He pretty much by himself two years ago during uh you know lockdown did a 125 mile like Iron Man type thing just for himself. Uh included like, you know, bicycling, hiking, running, and swimming. Uh although like only point zero 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 one miles of those were swimming as he moved from one end of the jacuzzi to another. And uh he burned ten thousand calories. Is that a lot? To- uh, yeah, well, I mean, I consume about ten thousand calories a day. Uh, yeah, and he burns them to- off. Yeah, exactly. He burns them off for me. I'm like, go do, go do a tailor wrap. <laughs> exactly.
1: That's yeah. crazy, man. Those Iron Man competitions are just wild. I would love to oh, do yeah. something like that, but my knees. The, the you have to be an NFL peak physicality okay. in order to do okay. any of that shit.
0: Oh yeah, no, I mean, no, this guy. He's like, he's a physical specimen. I mean, obviously, in the NFL, everybody is. But uh yeah, I mean it's also just kinda crazy and I like he definitely belongs on the bills with that mentality. Like he this wasn't any competition. He just decided to do this one day. hmm You know, during for four you know, years. Four years, right? What's he like twenty-five? Uh it sounds about right. Yeah. I think uh twenty twenty six. I do believe I saw nineteen ninety six as his year. Is right.
1: that what happens? Do they go four years for for the NFL? Is everybody
0: pretty much do four years? Uh yeah. I mean uh, if you're drafted in the first round, you get the fifth year, the team gets the fifth year option. Oh, I'm Afterwards, sorry. I'm at college. I was not specific on that. I'm, did, oh, does am yeah, pretty college. much do four years of college. I believe he, I believe he did. Yeah. Um, you know, it sounds right because he was the uh, pac 10 defensive freshman of the year in 2016. So it makes sense. Like, let's see 16 17 18 oh he was a junior because he was drafted in 1918 would have been his junior year so he went out as a junior and yeah they'll even come out uh you know second third round if they're a junior sometimes even if they're a day three pick Mm. let's you know even get that even get that tiny contract before you know especially in football you know you get injured your senior year it's uh you're losing out on a lot of money. Uh no, it's uh yeah, kind of exciting. It also adds to our what I think is an all-world uh you know defensive uh, secondary now. You know, we've got uh him backing up Poyer and Micah Hyde. Uh our cornerback situation is just I don't think there's a better quintet in quintet, quintet, quintet. Uh in the nfl with Tredavius white Kyer elam christian benford who was uh you know sixth round gem last year dane jackson and our slot corner uh taryn johnson and when you have a defensive uh secondary like that we've had issues with, especially when von miller went out uh pressuring the quarterback everything kind of went downhill then and we had a lot of holes in our secondary with injuries last year but that'll even uh That'll even strengthen our pass rush. Uh, as weak as many think it is, I think it's a little better than a lot of Bills fans, a lot of these negative Bills fans want to say, but uh still need to find that replacement for Tremaine Edmonds in the middle. Uh they've done nothing to address that, but uh definitely like the uh, direction the secondary's going. Uh, you know, especially with all of uh, you know, contenders in the AFC East, you know, the Patriots. you know, we need to uh, squash down on Mac Jones, you know, he's ready to He's definitely ready to blow up. So, you know, is he? To, he's ready to blow up. I don't know, man. I don't I know. Was, I, I like the other kid. What's that other kid's name? Oh, Bailey zap zap. That's the yeah. guy. I know. Yeah. He actually did pretty well, uh, filling in, uh, you know, but like Mac Jones, I, uh, I mean, I'm being a little facetious when I say blow up, you know, I think he is a little limited, but Bill's fans just love to make fun of this guy. Mainly, it's because we have went so many years with the Patriots having the quarterback that just owned us for two decades. So yeah. it's just, we were just trying to find anything. But I've seen Mac Jones be competitive. Obviously, he's never he's never going to be Tom Brady,
1: but uh, no huge impossible shoes to fill. But and he seems like he's got he's got some gumption to him. But you throw a mustache on that kid Zap, and I think it's go time. He throws <laughs> a little facial hair, and it's going to get real.
0: Oh yeah. No, he came, you know, he came in and he's definitely you know, applying the heat to Jones, but uh no, I mean, I've always liked Jones. I like the way uh, he went after Matt Patricia in the Bills game, because B- Patricia just had like a horrible uh you know game plan, where there just- isn't
1: a single person in New England that doesn't want to go after Matt Patricia with a pitchfork and a bunch of flaming <laughs> torches. Like that guy, I can't even imagine what the hell he was still doing in town.
0: Everybody,
1: oh, yeah. everybody, even the casual fan was like, What is this guy doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's uh I mean I felt he had like, you know, he definitely had some cred before he went to the Lions, but then the Lions just pretty much exposed him as a guy who can never coach, be a head coach in the NFL. But you know, Brady I mean not Brady, but Belichick, he's pretty loyal to a lot of these uh, you know, assistants he has. Like McDaniels has come like kept coming back to him and uh
1: well you know what they say about loyalty we have friends uh, yes. very strongly loyalty it's you know, it's it, it,
0: pretty it's pretty, pretty much, much everything yeah you it's know. everything it is and it's like you can't be 99% loyal to be like one like just 100 all in or nothing either with us or yes if you're not 100% with me you are 100% against me <laughs> it's it's that simple no
1: gray area so is Von Miller coming back? Is he with you guys still? Is he injured? What's happening with him? Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, it was a, uh, I don't know if it was an exact ACL tear, but it took him like about two weeks after his injury for them to finally be like, yeah, you're out for the year. So hopefully, you know, come uh, come week one, he'll be back. I mean, it's that's going to be a huge part. Of our defense obviously the guy's uh you know surefire hall of famer he's not lost a step he's going to be 34 going into this year which sounds it, it sounds ancient in the nfl even i say it i'm 43 and like even i you know i wish i was one of those who was like oh it's like oh you can still be competitive at that age but no i'm just like oh we've got to get rid of this guy he's like turning 29 next year <laughs> like no we're not signing it's like just completely forgetting that uh half the coaches in the nfl are younger than me Whatever
1: happened, you just have to tickle my interest on this, and I'm sure Bills fans don't want to hear about it, but tell me what the hell happened with Clowney. He was a big horse. Like, when you guys signed you signed him, right?
0: Wasn't he drafted? Oh, uh, no, no. Where Clowney. the hell did he start? Who am I confusing him? No. Well, the Texans. With? There was the Texans he was drafted by. Uh, then he kind of bounced around. Well, Clowney was one of those guys. He pretty much sat out his, like, junior year of college because he was just guaranteed to be the first overall pick but yeah no we uh that draft we took sammy watkins who kind of had the that similar was the watkins draft, draft. okay yeah right. yeah we, i mean watkins was whenever he played for us he was great but that was half the time you know
1: that makes more sense then because my brain was just confused why the hell you gave up on him so quickly but it's because you never had him in the first place
0: that makes sense. Okay. no and told he me, anytime he played he was playing with like a fragile foot it was like, seems like he'd come Watkins? in. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Watkins. Yeah, yeah. And I meant Clowney, yeah. but yeah, yeah. No, Watkins was yeah. a disappointment. Yeah. And Clowney, uh, but no, Clowney, like, yeah, he's kind of fits that same mold. He's been... You know he's been rather effective when he's played. He just has never matched up to that. You know if he was like a third round pick, people would be like, "Oh man, yeah, he's had a solid career." But Jadavian Clowney was supposed to just come in and become, you know, Michael Strahan. Yeah, you know, pretty much. I knew like, the like, expectations were high yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, like pretty much like what JJ Watt became. That's uh you know that's what that's what they were expecting Clowney to do, and you were expecting Watt Clowney on one end, like game over, like nobody nobody was doing anything against the Houston Texans. And as history has shown, every team has done whatever they want against the Houston Texans for the past decade. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now what is there, is there a Watt in the league? Like I I, I loved watching him play and and I know he retired. Is there like,
0: who's, who's the, Oh, Oh, TJ Watt, his uh, younger brother, one defensive player of the year in uh, 2021 for Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, he was fun to watch in the postseason last
0: year, right? He he had that. Um, oh yeah, post- well they played in one game against the Chiefs, and he did have a I think strip sack, uh, touchdown against Mahomes. Yeah, that yeah. kind of made it like, oh, look out for the Steelers. And then the Chiefs did what they did and beat them like four. It was like forty-one to twenty. You do know? you have any love for the Steelers? Or do you hate them too? I, uh, you know what? I definitely like them a lot more now that Roethlisberger's gone. Okay. I'm definitely I'm definitely a character guy. And I mean, Roethlisberger was a great player. Uh, but yeah, just like everything about his character, just you no. Know, I I even know a lot of Pittsburgh fans who were just like, yeah, we root for him because he's you know, he wins games for us, but he was never even a good community guy. Uh love love Mike Tomlin. Uh yeah, me too. And I liked Cower a lot too. I I, I had a oh, soft
1: just- spot for them growing up when the Pats sucked. Yeah. It was just like pick a team that you like watching at
0: least for a win
1: here and there, and that was mine.
0: Oh, absolutely, and I know a lot of great uh, Steelers fans too. My dad's girlfriend's actually a Steelers fan. No, she's not hardcore, but she comes from a very hardcore Steelers family. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and my dad's kind of a secondary Steelers fan. Uh, he can be even a little fair weather. He, I think, he was a bigger Steelers fan than the Bills when the Bills, you know, were striving to seven and nine, eight and eight every year in the mid, uh, in the mid tens. If you call them that, but no, now that, now that Roethlisberger is gone, they, they're always competitive. They're always competitive, even with, uh, you know, last year they were expected to do nothing. They were, they were like one quarter away from making the playoffs last year with, uh, you know, alternating between Mitch Trubisky and a rookie quarterback. So, uh, yeah, no, I've got, I got a lot of respect for the franchise. Our good buddy, John Varag, is a, uh, big Steelers fan. They have, they have a fun, uh, they have a fun fan base don't wish them any specific harm, but <laughs> I also don't wish them any specific success either. You know, are the
1: Pats your number one, just can't stand you guys team for Buffalo fans in general.
0: Maybe the, maybe the younger ones, uh, 100% for me being, uh, somebody who remembers the eighties and nineties. It's my, it's my, Miami, Miami. My, my hatred for Miami is, uh, has no limits. Really? The, Patri- the Patriots, uh, yeah, no. The Patriots ever, ever since like Brady went, I found you know I've found a little more peace with the Patriots. You know, now that we're uh, six and one versus them in the past three years, it's a little easier to be like, yeah, hey, you know, it's, uh, can root for the I can root for the Patriots when they play like the Titans. Uh, for some reason, the tight after the Dolphins, I just hate the Tennessee Titans. A lot of Bills fans feel that way too. Yeah. Where where does the
1: animosity for each of those teams come from?
0: Because Miami never won anything in the 80s and 90s, did they? Uh, Well, they never, they were always our biggest uh, rival during that time uh, with Marino. But we all, we mainly always won the division. One year during the Super Bowl, where Super Bowl era, when the Dolphins finished first in the division, uh, we were 11 and 5, and they were two, but they had the tiebreaker. We faced them in the afc championship in miami and just absolutely destroyed them so it was kind of like you know we had our we had our due there and now they're starting to get good and also they i have a little bit more respect for patriots fans because they, they seem like a little more genuine even though i've talked to you about this back in the early 90s i remember you know being seventh eighth grader nobody i went to school with liked the patriots it, everybody was like mainly started jumping on the Cowboys bandwagon then, especially since I was so vocal about the Bills, everybody just hated me because I just like came into this like school that's like nobody knew me and it was just like ah, the Bills are going to their second Super Bowl ah. and they just you know nothing like they were just like oh fuck that kid we're just gonna root for whoever they're going against. Like I think I actually turned the entire grade into Cowboys fans for two years, but then uh, that a lot of that changed when they uh, drafted Drew Bledsoe. All of a sudden you know, Patriots jerseys started flocking the halls of the high school. Oh, yeah. It was, you know, they made that playoff, I think, in his second year. And it was just everybody acted as if we've been here the whole time. Yeah, that's the nature of
1: the beast, I think, when you get your guy. And Gentleman Drew was a fan favorite for sure all throughout Massachusetts and New England.
0: Oh, absolutely. Oh, I think they even had a they had issues um, when uh, he wasn't going to start over Brady, you know, in the uh, playoffs when Brother Bledsoe was, you know, coming back, even though, you know, this, this second year, like sixth round pick Tom Brady, seeing some success, they all thought, like, oh, yeah, he's, uh, he's just warming this team up for uh, Drew.
1: And uh, that's what we like about our man Zap,
0: I'm telling you, there's something oh, to him. Oh, absolutely. Drafted higher than Brady, too. Well, it doesn't take much. Oh yeah. And also it's funny back to Drew Bledsoe. That's when I really started to dislike the Patriots because that's we owned the Patriots up until Drew Bledsoe. And you know, we swept them his rookie year and then all of a sudden, you know, we were supposed to make the playoffs even in a down year after the four Super Bowls and we jumped out to a 17-3 lead in week 16 that would have clinched a playoff spot for us. We went up 17 to 3 and it's like, "Oh yeah, good old Patriots." And then the uh, you know, Bledsoe and company ran up 38 unanswered points against us, just like completely demolished us. Remember, there was one like Sam Gash, I remember, had like a 30 something yard touchdown run against us. And he was a fullback. But then after like, you know, after Brady won the Super Bowl, we still hated Drew Bledsoe just out of the blue. We signed Drew Bledsoe, and it was just like like all of my hatred just completely dissipated. And I was like, we're finally going to win a Super Bowl with Drew Bledsoe. And yeah, that just didn't happen. Now, wh- how long was he there? Uh, he was with us for three years, and he was solid. It was just, uh, you know, we never made the playoffs with him. Uh, I think one year, one year he smashed like almost all of our season records. Only for those to be smashed by Josh Allen in his third year. Mm -hmm. No, it was like we had a lot of other issues. It was just we went and signed, you know, I can't, my God, I I feel like such an inadequate fan. I can't remember if we signed him or traded for him. Uh, No, I'm pretty sure we signed him because we didn't give up like a first round pick. We just signed him. It was like we kind of broke the bank with him. And uh, yeah, no, he made us a more interesting. Interesting team to watch, but uh yeah, no, we just I don't think we I think nine and seven was our best season with him. Well, it's a winning one, if nothing else. Exactly. Yeah, we missed the playoffs being nine and seven, but uh yeah, it was fun. And then uh then after you know he went to Dallas in 2005 I think as a backup, you know, his like starting days were over, and that brought in like the JP Lossman Trent Edwards era, which is Completely forgettable, nothing you want to recall on a podcast that's for sure, oh yes, however, I'm probably going to have an episode devoted strictly to them. <laughs> remember that one game Trent Edwards won? That was awesome. <laughs> that's some good but, trivia. You could get some good, obscure, trivia stumps out of those two, I'm sure, oh, exactly, yeah, like uh who which quarterback won our only game in a five uh in like a five week span in 2007. Cause that's pretty much, uh, yeah, that was his, uh, Trent Edwards, his high life. There were, it's always a debate like who was worse, JP Lossman or, uh, Trent Edwards. And I think most people would pick Lossman, but Hey, you're an Edwards man. I just, just barely. barely. It was, uh, he was just a little more accurate, even though he was way more, uh, what we call Trentative in the pocket. There were times he'd go, he'd go like he'd like go back into the pocket. You felt like you're watching like an eighth grader thrown in there, like facing a pass rush. He would literally like be shaking and just like throw it into the ground. And uh, yeah, much of a far far cry from our current quarterback, who uh, should maybe be a little more nervous in those situations. <laughs> he's like, oh Aaron Aaron Donald's coming running at me. He's like, no, I'm just gonna I'm gonna stiff arm him. See if that works.
1: you got to respect it you really need that level of tenacity and just dumbassery oh absolutely
0: and uh yeah no it definitely goes a long way in today's game especially when all the many of these players have that same mentality yeah Uh, oh yeah but uh in other news you know bills fans uh i'm not too thrilled about this uh prospect but you know Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been considered on the trading block for a while. I don't think we need him. He would help, but uh, I don't want to give up the capital for him. He's also been linked to the Patriots. Is is he a Texan or a Cardinal? Uh, He's a Cardinal. He's a Uh, Cardinal. Okay. Yeah. And I think Cardinals are just completely just going in a different direction, trying to free up cap. Mm -hmm. And it's actually rumored now that uh, there hasn't been any trade uh, talk of him of the Cardinals actually releasing him, which uh you know, I don't even know what money the Bills would use to sign DeAndre Hopkins, because I can't imagine that he's gonna take a severe pay cut. But yeah, you know, would you have any uh would you have any desire for the Patriots to make a move for this guy?
1: It's one of those things if they did it, it would just be such a kick in the dick because you wanted them to do that with Brady there still. And oh, yeah. part of the reason he left was because he just didn't have the <laughs> receivers and they wouldn't trade or spend for them. So it's like, now, now, really, we're going to do that. I still think, and somebody just released a news article. I might've mentioned it the last time I was on. I'm like, I just have a feeling they're going to try and get Lamar Jackson. And that was- that's the thing I was looking for odds on that and they weren't up. You couldn't find them anywhere. But now that it's kind of been reported, I'm curious if they have it and what they are, if there's any value in that kind of a bet, because something just inside me thinks Belichick loves this guy and he's gonna do something wild on his way out the door. He's gonna do mm-hmm. so, he's not just gonna retire, just kind of softly, the way he's approached the game, the way he's drafted. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna make a loud noise before he leaves. And oh, Lamar god.
0: Jackson would be a loud ass noise. Oh god. And that's one thing that's like uh personally, I just love Lamar Jackson. <laughs> And, uh, my God, and that would, that would actually be a good way for me to, uh, you know, disdain the, uh, to have to more disdain for the Patriots now, after I softened on them a bit mm-hmm. and then it would just completely like, you know, I don't want to face Lamar Jackson twice a year.
1: No, we no. do. no, so, but yeah. he is an injury risk big time. Not much. I know I've seen oh, him yeah. play. And if you're talking abandoned with Allen. I don't know if you can multiply it quite by two with Jackson, but it's he, There's oh, yeah. some reckless abandon. He's it's like Johnny Damon in center field. You're like, dude, what what are you doing? I, Thank
0: yeah. you, but what <laughs> are you doing? Oh yeah, no, it's uh, you know he takes he takes a lot of risks. Allen does too, but Allen's also just a huge guy. He's built like you know he's built like a 1970s offensive lineman. He really is big. How tall is he? Is he six five? He's 6'5", and he's like 245, and it's like, yeah. a, it's, it's like it's a pretty solid, uh, you know, 245. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's nice to have. But, uh, yeah, no, I have a lot of respect for Jackson. I think, you know, everybody talks about his running. He's also, he, I've seen him, like, land some amazing passes.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. No, he's a pleasure to watch. I do, when I'm watching games and he's there, and I don't <laughs> like the Ravens. I've never really cared for them. <laughs> but it's a tough route for me but okay. i like him and he's kind of the anti burger with what you're talking mm-hmm. about he seems like he does a lot for the community he seems like he does oh, a lot yes. for the city
0: just mm-hmm. a real real kind-hearted kid from all accounts that i've heard i mean he's an absolute class act on the field too you know i always have i always have something for players you see when they you know run into like one of the sideline people like uh you know, like a sound guy or a cameraman, you know, most like players just like act as if they just not completely injured, you know, this person, you know, who's completely unprepared for them. He like goes back and like helps them off. But that's kind of, it's kind of rare. It's a small thing. And I understand why players don't really do it because they're in the mindset, but I don't know. It's just nice to see. And it's, uh, you know, especially a guy of such high like magnitude of uh, Lamar Jackson. So He's always great, and I just I don't want that tainted by him going to New England. <laughs>
1: I think it would be great, and I think I I'd know I'd really enjoy it, and it would get me to kind of care again. It would get me to root. Mm-hmm. But just back to the original question, if DeMar, uh, DeAndre Hopkins landed in Patriots Blue, I'm like, ugh. Mm-hmm. What are we doing now? Like, what does this mean? That's obviously a good thing. You don't want to not have a player of that caliber. But <clears> is, <throat> is Mac Jones, I mean – He better be giving the green light to throw to him. I'll tell you that
0: much. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Belichick makes all these moves, just setting up his good friend, uh, the future head coach of the New England Patriots, Matt Patricia, for as much success as he can have. (laughs) Do you think
1: he starts the season with the Pats? Like he's, he's, is, I just can't see it. Everyone hates him. (laughs) i haven't even heard maybe i did hear
0: that he was finally released i haven't kept too much taps i don't
1: know honestly i don't know he could be i I just assume that he was because of his level of hatred but i can't remember seeing an official record. i i
0: I don't think belichick takes too much account into what like other people think like if he has if he has a connection with patricia it's like yeah it's like he's staying (laughs) but why that's the thing it's one of those things where fine i don't care
1: if you don't care what other people think, but if somebody proves to be completely inept, mm-hmm. that's not what I think. That's what is. Yeah. <laughs> you, should, you should care about
0: what is. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. And, uh, I will definitely be looking into that. I just, I have a feeling if he was like gone now, I would have heard it because, mm. you know, Bill, like, yeah, Bill's mafia is always pretty much on tap, like on top of, uh, you know, those sorts of things. But, uh, Also, you know, the last time we talked, uh, we mentioned uh, the Aaron Rodgers uh, impending trade to the Jets. I think that was like about a that was almost a month ago that we talked. Absolutely no new news on that front. Uh, And we're getting other than him
1: saying he's confident he's going to start the season in a Jets uniform.
0: Oh yeah, but it's like pretty soon it's getting down to like the uh, you know the draft where they're going to you know they'll need that capital to you know, force a trade. The Jets have the thirteenth overall pick. Uh if they wait after the draft, you're risking the Jets to have a worse pick give to the Packers. To, like thinking that the Jets are not gonna completely fuck up the next season with Rodgers, which they are capable of doing. The Jets have sure. definitely, you know, you can you can hype all that up. They could still go like four and thirteen with Rodgers. But uh yeah, no time's running out running out on that and yeah as many shows have we've done, like there's not much more to say. It's just we're still waiting for this to happen, and who knows if it will It would not be the most surprising thing if uh this just completely fell through knowing the Jets and knowing Rogers. yeah, yeah, it could
1: it could but if i I mean that's the line on that again, if I'm sticking with gambling, which is really what I know most about with football now, <laughs> just, uh, it seems like the odds are he's gonna be there, He'll oh just yeah, find himself in New York.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, no, for sure. But, yeah, so uh, back to the Patriots. Last time we talked, you guys had signed Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, fairly, fairly solid signing. Uh, and also, more recently, you've signed a uh, guy who has been a Bills killer for the past few years, the tight end from the Dolphins, Matt GaSicki, who I don't know how familiar you are with him, but Not it's a all. very, absolutely, absolutely solid uh, signing. Uh, so what happened with the th- two tight ends they got last year? Donu Smith's already gone. He okay. was a huge bust, and Hunter Henry's still sticking around. So it'd be, you know, Henry and Gasicki probably lining up. And actually, I'm gonna have to go back. I can't keep up with everything. Hunter Henry might be gone, uh, but I, might, I haven't I start, heard that he is. I I, 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 yeah. I those those headlines tend to reach me, a, and I think I might be mistaking him with Hayden Hurst. Just that that double H's. They always get me. Alliteration's trouble. Oh yeah, but this guy gets sick, he's uh, very athletic, he makes insane catches. Um I was happy to see that the Dolphins were probably gonna be parting ways with him, and now uh no it looks like he's just going to the Pats, so still have to deal with him twice a year. Yeah, it looks like Hunter Henry's still still with the Pats. Oh yeah. No, I came to realize I had him mistaken with Hayden Hurst, so but yeah. that's actually the story I'm sticking with, as opposed to me not being uninformed, because that's impossible. No, <laughs> certainly not. Absolutely. But uh, as we wrap up here, you know, uh, more news coming up in the NFL world. The schedule release is going to be in May. Still a month away. I'm we'll always look forward to that. Uh, this year, the Bills are playing in London and uh, don't know the opponent yet. If you know one thing about me, I haven't been to an NFL game in more than 16 years. And I just haven't missed it. I'm not a big football fan like live fan uh i like the i like the closeness of watching it on tv i like being able to run to the bathroom during a commercial not have to deal with a line of drunk people and missing anything i can just turn my volume way up to know exactly when to uh stop my business and run back to the tv but you know i do like to travel and i've only spent four hours of my life in london so you know i think it would be kind of fun if I could make that like my foray back into the live NFL world, and then also see you know do some sightseeing tours of a uh, set of Downton Abbey and Fleabag and whatever whatever else uh, the country of England and the city of London has to offer. That's it, just those tours, those two. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, not, I don't can't think of it. I've already seen Big Ben from like about seven blocks away. Like X off the list. <laughs>
1: You know, what was great the last no, the
0: first time I was in London. I did the Jack the Ripper tour. Oh, that I, that would be up my alley. It's a blast. Oh yeah, because you, get, you also get to see a part of London right? because he you know he did his he did his work in a lot of the uh, you know like shadows of London. Absolutely dark. Like a, yeah,
1: yeah, done in alleyways, old cobblestone
0: kind of yeah. seedy areas. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't like outside Buckingham Palace, you know. Right, stalking his victims, you know, he's going, he's going into like the nil by mouth areas of uh, <laughs> of uh, London. Uh, have you ever seen that movie? I know you like the, uh, you tend to like the obscure movies, like I do. I'm a nil by mouth. Yeah, directed by Gary Oldman.
1: No, I'm a I'm a with nail and eye guy for for London. Oh
0: yes, that was fantastic. Oh, I loved that movie. Th- that's I watched that one. in a screenwriting class. My screenwriting teacher. It was from England. Like he, he chose that as like the quintessential script, and like nobody in this class had ever heard of it. And uh, he said, "Everybody go out and rent," you know, Neil By, uh, not Neil but <laughs> with Niall and I. And I think I was the only one who did. Oh, Everybody else was fantastic. like, Uh, eh, didn't come on the Netflix queue quick enough." And I was like, "I, I went to Hollywood Video and found it." Yeah, yeah it was-
1: Saturday Matinee had a copy, and now it's mine.
0: Oh absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and they and uh yeah, Hollywood Video was very happy to see me in two thousand ten. Yes, yeah, thanks. It's the Video first time they heard it. Exactly. Yeah. They tried to force like five boxes of candy on me at the uh at the counter, trying to keep them keep them afloat. <laughs> but uh oh yeah, we'll see. I'll probably stay home and watch the game from Amazon Prime at nine in the morning America time, but I'm still I'm just keeping it as an option. And what's the date? Oh well, it'll be that game will probably be in October. That's usually when they do the Europe. Uh, but the schedule will be released in May. Okay. And w- why don't they
1: have a, an announcement of an opponent for that? If, if you know, if you know the Bills are in it, why don't you know who the
0: they, they might announce? They might announce that opponent. Uh, and who knows? They may have a list of the teams that are gonna play, they're going to play because they're going to have like probably like five London games. They do that now, so it's probably okay. a combination of other teams they'll probably i think tampa bay is one team and so uh and they've been to london before we have too so that's uh no definitely something uh i'll keep my eye on but we'll see i will definitely keep you and bills mafia abreast and also coming up soon we have the nfl draft starting april 27th uh have a lot to talk about there but i did want to re- recall one uh story from the nfl draft in 2019 remember we took that road trip uh it was actually day three of the draft on a saturday we took a road trip up to boston and you know we most of the morning you know we were enjoying each other's company you know shooting the shit and then at around noon i like started you know that's when i got on my phone started following the draft and i remember you were uh you were very fond you wanted the patriots to draft a tight end the Bills had already drafted Dawson Knox the night before. And you were like, I don't know who that guy is. It's like, but man, I really want the uh, Patriots to draft this guy. Kahale Warren. who is was a tight end from San Diego state. I don't know if that rings a bell at all. It does. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, so, and I was, you know, I had, you know, I had kind of heard the name because we were definitely in the market for a tight end, and I was just kind of like, "Man, Matt Matt big on this uh, tight end from San Diego State." Kyle Waring, I was like, "He might be onto something. I better uh, look out for him." And the Patriots did not draft him. He got drafted by the Texans, and I think I don't I don't think he's bouncing around anymore. He did actually two years later spent uh, time on the Bills practice squad. I was hoping by 2021 when you heard that that you would be full-on like bill's mafia Now like no longer having to recruit you
1: <laughs> just
0: uh, did yeah warring did it warring yes uh but he uh so in his career three receptions 35 yards which is just uh a li- little bit less than a uh, bronx uh career records but
1: slightly it's, it's just a lack of opportunity really i'm still holding on to my stock <laughs> look at absolutely. eric ebron's early years come on
0: let's give Warren oh, a to go oh yeah no ebron's still ebron's still in his early years looking to uh finally be what warrant a ninth overall pick for him but yeah uh i'm getting the uh two minute warning from uh the producers they just hit me up uh our good buddies court and harry just told me he's like dude you got two minutes uh like wrap this up uh yeah. do you want to talk about Obviously, you are one of my favorite Celtics fans, one of two. and it, uh, So it's, it's a toss-up between you and Shibley. No, uh, no, you've already said it, man. That can't be edited out. I'm your favorite. Absolutely, yes. Favorite Celtics fan. Uh, just noticed uh, two games back in the East, uh, coming off a two-game winning streak, which is awesome. They play the Sixers tomorrow, uh, who, of course, are my, not dark horse, but uh, picking them to uh, represent the East. Uh, via FanDuel uh, in uh, in the NBA Finals, just because at the time they were a much much more lucrative pick. But uh, so, how are you feeling about the Celtics uh, so, going forward from here? Uh,
1: they're a Kelly Green flaming pile of fucking who knows what right now, and it's driving me nuts. And it's a huge issue. Joe Missoula, nice guy, decent coaching schemes. I think he's done things with the offense that haven't opened it up but his the defensive planning the defensive rotation the scheming it i was in on it early in the year i was trusting in it but it just it just goes to show how important udoka was
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's a shame he just couldn't have kept it in his pants man because mm-hmm. wow what a career mm-hmm. that guy could have had and what a an extraordinary number of championships he potentially could have brought to the city yeah, of Boston. Oh, and yeah. he just he destroyed it. And I'm not saying they yeah. can't win, they can. I'm just saying their lack of consistency
0: mm-hmm.
1: has been heartbreaking for a team with just such high expectations. So I'd chill back on them. I was in Vegas at the uh, the Cirque watching the Utah game on those giant sportsbook televisions,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right next to the LSU women's, which, by the way, credit where it's due. holy hell, at the beginning of the uh, LSU Virginia Tech game. I looked at my buddy because there was a bunch of people around us that were salivating for it to start with bets they'd made. And I said, could you imagine betting on this? I don't know. I just like Mm -hmm. complete contempt prior to investigation. The game Mm -hmm. started and I forgot all about the Celtics. There's something about, I'm sorry, girls, NCAA, Final Final Four, basketball. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the tournament's like that all around. But my God, I was just sucked in. I was completely oh, yeah. infatuated with it and I they mm-hmm. just won so congratulations congratulations to
0: them and oh yeah that's huge I hope the Celtics can follow in their footsteps oh, but yeah. I And think- the, swagger, the swagger of those two uh those two stars for each team in the final uh, Reese I didn't watch I didn't see the final four but the swagger of like Angel Reese of LSU and Caitlin Clark of Iowa man that was like that was up there with some of those like NBA uh you know NBA rivalries like Booker and Dalmic, the way they were going at each other. I don't know if you yeah, saw that. Yeah, yeah, it,
1: it it is. I didn't see the final, but when you're talking about the people with the hot hand and that are the stars of the team, those girls were going heavy and hard. LSU had a great paint game. I noticed that in yeah. Virginia Tech, and I'm like, yeah, Virginia Tech's outside shooting is really good. Oh yeah, and I think but Virginia Tech was, and Virginia Tech was heavily favored. I think yeah exactly. whatever happened i I wished I would have bet because one of my favorite humans in the world, Christine, who you know,
0: is absolutely a, an l s u alum and I absolutely oh, wow. on them and I'm like oh I question. didn't know that i knew I knew she was a proud Texas girl but never knew she was l s u alum l s u alum
1: cool. yeah, yeah, I would have put the money on them, and i I should have and I also because I was so excited about uh trying to do player props before I left Vegas Who's and so? I was on a real time crunch, I forgot to put in a bet for the uh the final four games and i would have obviously chosen the correct ones because oh, nice. mama didn't raise no fool and oh, san diego yeah. state and uconn were destined man these this was
0: destined to be oh it. yeah once mm-hmm. arkansas was out this was destiny oh absolutely yes we all we all thought <laughs> that as soon as arkansas was out but uh yes uh also pretty soon here one of our good buddies justin termini is going to be joining us hopefully you'll be able to join us on uh you know, have a little three-way action here. Wouldn't would just miss be it for the world. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And maybe you can come in because I, I'm i going to edit out any part that Justin Termini, uh, host of NBA show on Sirius Radio. I don't know the name of it because I don't listen. Not because I don't have enough time. It's just a lack of interest. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm going to edit out any insult he says to me. So we're going to need more than like a three-minute show. I was going to so, say,
1: you're, you're down to a six-minute show, but
0: that's fine. Yeah excellent and uh again before we go uh got a little bills trivia for next week who is the all-time bills leader in career interceptions uh can to ask you your thoughts of that after the show here but uh so yes the interceptions or receptions interceptions receptions is a no-brainer that should be andre reed then and it is but uh lerman thomas Thurman Thomas. hey, just going to be, be my answer for everything. I liked him. He's, yes. Oh, absolutely. He might be top five. He was. He just did everything. But uh, Matt, uh, thank you so much. It was such a fun show. This uh, time has just flown by. Matthew Flynn, as always, such a pleasure, man. I look forward to having you on. Uh, you're going to be your regular, fri- uh, regular friend of the show. You're going to be on uh, quite often. And pretty soon, I uh, guess you'll be more knowledgeable about the Bills than I am. Your
1: listeners will love that because then we can stop talking so much about the Patriots and Celtics.
0: Oh, exactly. I used to, you know, I like, I like to talk, I mean, I, I like the Celtics out, uh, but yes, I need to stop talking about the enemies so much and giving such high praise to Mac, Zo- Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi and, uh, you know, Zap. and, Lamar, and Lamar Jackson, the future of the New England Patriots. God willing. <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, Hey, Bill's mafia. Thank you again for listening. Uh, Join us soon next week, and let's go, Buffalo! Thanks again for listening to Buffalo Bills or Bust. Remember to like and subscribe. Leave a comment, and let's go, Buffalo! Buffalo Bills or Bust has been a Samurai Dinosaur production. Copyright 2023.